Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the barrel's in your mouth. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 It's time to salute your sports on KCOU 88.1 FM at KCOU.FM. Every successful show in the history of mankind has had a spinoff at one point. And today, we debut a spinoff of Salute Your Sports. It is the Dawson Downing Show, live from the Student Center of the University of Missouri. I'm Zach Berman, James Stanley, Chris Mitchell. Just kidding. This is Salute Your Sports. Although, Dawson Downing scored a touchdown in a conference game. On homecoming, it was sold out. Mizzou won first place in the SEC East. Oh, boy, do we have a lot to talk about today. Feels like 2014. Feels a little bit like 2014. Before we get into the nooks and crannies of Mizzou being in first place in the SEC East, I feel like we need to talk a little bit about how we got there. So did any of you guys actually watch the Georgia-South Carolina game? <laughs> no, but I saw the score. Uh, well, <laughs> the game itself was inc- was pretty. Uh, <laughs> it was such a bad game. Yeah, oh. What team wants to lose it more? They were both actively trying to throw the game. Uh, here's what happened. Um, Georgia decided. When Cur- okay, so what happened was Kirby Smart woke up in the morning and was like, you know who I want to be? I want to be Will Muschamp this morning. And so that's what he did. He, he was Will Muschamp, but he forgot one thing, that he'd be playing against the king of Will Muschamps. That's right, baby. Maxwell Muschamp himself. Here's the Will issue. Muschamp Will South Muschamp Carolina. woke up and said, I still want to be Will Muschamp. <laughs> there could be only one. And the two coaches tried to outcoach each other in terrible ways that could only be outdone by Sunday's Redskins-Dolphins game. But when push came to shove... Hot Rod, Wide Right, and the Gamecocks of South Carolina go into the hedges and come out with a victory. I feel like, man, there. I feel like there were a lot of turning points in that game where, or at least moments you could point to where he's like, yeah, this kind of explains this whole game pretty well. And I narrowed it down to a few things. First thing I narrowed it down to was South Carolina elected to kick a 57-yard field goal on fourth and three. Why? Just why? And then electing to go for it on fourth and five from a shorter distance from <laughs> that would have been a shorter distance from field goal range. Didn't get it. Turnover on downs. And then <laughs> what did Georgia do with the ball after that? Uh, I want to say they fumbled. Of course. They well, then then once the game to o- went to overtime, uh, from threw a pick out of the gate. Right out the gate. South Carolina, it was South Carolina's game to win at that point. And South that, Carolina did not score any second half points. Just want to just put that yeah, out there. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they kicked a field goal in overtime. Well, the overtime's not the same as second half, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Is still considered second half? It's the second half of the game. It's after halftime. It's the second half. Well, I guess, I guess if we're going on, I don't know, broad strokes here, well, I the, suppose. The, the, well, the whole point I'm making is that there were, what, 30, 40, 40 minutes nearly where they did not score? <laughs> No, not at all. They did not score in the first overtime. They did not score. Uh, well, they in should the have scored in the quarter. first overtime. Oh yeah, yeah, because he shanked a twenty-three yarder, <laughs> and they still <laughs> won. This is th- and this, this is, is like won. the Kansas City Royals of two thousand fifteen. Yeah, where they got the ball back anyways and were able to nail one, and then Rodrigo Blankenship absolutely doinked it from like. Didn't even doink it. It was like oh, wide he just right. missed it straight up. 
he wide righted up like a 37 yarder, which hey. again, Georgia didn't have to exert that much to, you know, score points, which I feel like has been a common theme with the Bulldogs this year. Just at least on offense, just not really exerting that much. Fromm attempted 51 passes. Attempted 51. Here's the crazy thing about that, though, is that from like the first 44 minutes of the game, Fromm only, shoot, I want to say put up like 25 passing yards or like 25 attempts, only good for like 144 yards for like the first 44 minutes. And then for the rest of the game, was able to replicate that and, and then some. So Georgia was able to, like, you know, turn on the gas, put the pedal to the metal for, like, 15 minutes. And they kept that energy going throughout, like, maybe not even, like, half the game, maybe. Then they come out against South Carolina, heads held high, kind of, sort of. But who cares? They got the dub anyways. But, no, they just sort of, like, lethargically let that game get away from them. And now Mizzou kind of controls their own destiny right now. It really depends on... Well, you're missing the other shoe that had to fall before Mizzou to... That's right. The Florida Gators. That's right. LSU had to beat Florida, which they did. That was a very good game. That was. It's one of those games where I guess you really can't be too upset with either team if you're fans of either team. It's just a matter of which team flinches first. And in a scenario like that where you're Florida at LSU, you're probably going to flinch first. Usually goes to the team that's playing at home at night in Death Valley. Yeah. So, James, you had something? Well, have you noticed a pattern now? It seems like 2013, 2014, same thing happened. Florida and Georgia both had tougher SEC West schedules when Missouri had a lighter SEC West schedule. Right. And now that it's Missouri's, you know, second time through the order here, we're starting to maybe, uh, you know, see how things are shaping up what if what if this is a pattern if this is a pa- of having easier access to the keys to the sec east that when you every have a- that every five years missouri wins back-to-back sec east titles so you're saying there's some sort of sec zodiac that we're observing right now and we're in the sort of year of the easier <laughs> we're in the year of the i don't want to say tiger well, why would, i mean come on Ole, Ole miss compared to lsu that's come on but yeah. here's the deal it's a cupcake walk compared to lsu <laughs> you can you can compare Florida losing to LSU. Then again, Florida gets LSU every year because they're a rival. On the other hand, Georgia losing to South Carolina, a team that Mizzou annihilated less than a month ago. Then if we really want to go by the transitive property, South Carolina beat Georgia. Therefore, Mizzou beat Georgia. Georgia beat Notre Dame. Therefore, Mizzou has the Irish on their resume, too. So why not? Does that mean uh, Notre Dame is a transitive member of the SEC? Sure. Does that mean Joe Montana is an SEC quarterback legend? Oh, my goodness. This logic is (laughs) tearing me apart. Sure. That's like with this this logic. It's worse than calling Jerry Macklin an SEC legend. With this legend, with this. Oh, my gosh. I am tripping over my words. With this logic, Paul Feinbaum spent weeks upon weeks reporting for the SEC network on Manti Teo's girlfriend's (laughs) SEC legend Manti Teo. SEC legend Manti Teo. Anyways. Well, at least Missouri's one loss uh, did not, you know, come to a conference nope. opponent so far. Nope. It doesn't count. It was 7,000 feet up in the sky. It doesn't matter. I was, I was talking with someone who went out there for, like, a college visit, and they're in pretty good shape. They were winded when they were walking around the campus. <laughs> yeah. So, like, if that's well, I mean, crazy, man. If that starts to say, you know. Why would you anything. go to school there? <laughs> Wide open spaces. It's You home. can't pronounce Wyoming without. Home on the range. Why? Because of Dick Cheney, that's why. (laughs) 
anyway, so that's the sort of funky pseudo way that Mizzou sort of controls their own destiny and the SEC East. So right now, and Mizzou could still lose one game and still, yeah, that's what that one game has to be to either Florida or Georgia. Well, yeah, they they basically have one more mistake. Mizzou loses to Vanderbilt. This whole thing's blown to smithereens. Which we can talk about. Vanderbilt after the break, but first we're not going to break. We got to talk about Ole Miss. Now here's the thing: Ole Miss put together a pretty solid game plan as far as using their quarterbacks going or using their quarterbacks goes. Matt Corral, I don't think it'd be too far out of school to say that he was a better passer. But John Reese Plumley versus Ooh, John Reese Plumley, but have wheels. It really does not matter. <laughs> That John Reese Plumley can't really pass the ball that well because boy, howdy, the dude's got rockets on his feet. And it really showed. He had 23 carries, 143 yards, two touchdowns. Then he added a couple touchdowns in the air. I believe those were in the red zone anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But yeah, that is a really solid dual threat quarterback situation they got going on at Ole Miss. And it quite nearly. Oh, he, 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 he runs like a running back. It's It's incredible. Watch, watching him play, and then also Howard Richards' commentary on him. He had a great scouting report in the uh, in the in the pregame about uh, about how well he's able to to read the option and uh, you know just know when to turn on the Jets. You know, I feel like we're focusing on the wrong team here. Ole Miss put together a nice game plan. They played a, a t- there were, tough there were, sixty minutes. They weren't an easy out. There but, were there were times though during that game. I'm thinking, oh my goodness, why are they letting him climb back in the driver's seat? Yep, but they, way too close for comfort. Here's At the, the thing. end of the day, I, we say that to say that Mizzou also probably put together one of the best offensive performances they've had all year. And by that, I mean Kelly Bryant himself had 23 completions on 35 attempts, 329 yards, only one touchdown, one pick. Compare that. That was with, a terrible pick. <laughs> very terrible pick. I don't think I even saw that. I think it was on my way to get some sustenance or whatever. And then, as far as rushing goes, you got Larry Roundtree. 21 carries, 126 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, if he's not like a all-conference running back contender at this point, I don't know what to say, really. I don't know what to tell you, but that'd be a snub because this kid's good. Then you got Dawson Downing. (laughs) Dawson Downing. Second-generation true son. That's right. The Adam Wolf of Missouri football. Oh, wow. That's so apt. Like, that's – I – shoot. I think he's he's – He's better than Adam Wolf. Yeah, but he's like the, the he fan serves, favorite. He serves the same spiritual purpose, and that manifested itself in a 54-yard touchdown run. I want to say towards the beginning of the third quarter. Yeah. Yes. Because this was after halftime. This was when Mizzou was really pouring it down. They scored like 23 points in the third quarter, which after like I don't want to call it a snooze fest, but man. 12 and 7 at half it was very, very vintage, like SEC Mizzou. Well, the if game I had to put a didn't name on really it. wake up until that goal line stop, which was oh, yeah, that, that one was, of the that most electric things yeah. I've seen. Why did Ole Miss go for it? That wasn't first, you, you're inside the one. Come on. You, well, yeah, you could do you it. If you got someone like, to win the game. If you got someone like Reese Plumley there. I, you could probably do it if you, you know, finagle yourself. Maybe what was QB the, sneak. What was the? Well, I guess you, you were at the game, right, Chris? Yeah, but I was on like the. It was on like the Rock M side when that goal line stand I, happened. I think what the commentator said on ESPN was that if you know if you're Ole Miss, you go for it. 
Right. But if, if you're Georgia on the road and, you know, in, in Columbia is one of the top 10 teams in the country, you take the field goal. You take the points. Yeah. You you play conservatively and you, and you, you know, although I don't know if you want to trust Blankenship, even with a short chip shot like that. Blankenship has been consistently reliable. That's the first time I've really seen him miss a kick of that magnitude. Which also, going back to Georgia, have you looked at the rest of their schedule? It's pretty tough. They have uh, they got? They they have Auburn, Auburn, right? They have Auburn at Auburn. Florida. They have Texas A&M. They have Florida. They have Mizzou. I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here. They have Georgia Tech. And I'm going to say Stop that it. the Mizzou-Florida game here at Columbia in November Thinks that you is going to be the SEC East Championship game. Ooh, if that's the I case, just, I thought you were going to say it had game day potential. Which that, that, well, it I, does. It might have game day potential too. I I think I think that that will be the deciding factor in the SEC. All right, hold on. I'm watching this fourth down play again. It was a draw. It was a it was an RPO. Not a bad play call. Not a bad play call by any stretch of the imagination. Mizzou was just quick to the ball and sniffed it out. Yeah. That's really another thing I wanted to talk about. Like outside of Ole Miss scoring, like I don't know, twenty points. In the second half, when the game was like essentially like over, yeah, defense really put on <laughs> an absolute clinic. Like the only time in like the first half where it looked like Ole Miss was like had any momentum was when Jonathan Johnson muffed that punt and gave him like and gave uh, Ole Miss that free yardage after Mizzou forced a very quick and very uh, brisk three and out. But besides that. Zeus defense did a pretty good job of putting the clamps down. Well, and especially oh, with the, the loss of Kill Garrett, too. Yeah, even, that's, yeah, that's the thing. Nick Bolton played ooh, out of his mind. Good Lord. The rest of the defense as well. I know there were a few big plays broken up, or at least, you know, defended well by the corners. Demarcus Acey had himself a pretty darn good game. If I had to put my money on it. Um, well, in this team right now, it's just, it's, they're, they're, just, they're just gelling on all levels. Yeah, that's a crazy thing. And, and this... The atmosphere that is around Columbia right now with this team reminds me of that 2013-2014 years. Yeah. Man, it's very similar. Yeah. Was this the first game this year that Mizzou won despite losing the turnover battle? I think it was. Did they lose the turnover battle? Yeah, between the I, yeah, I guess the muff punt and the pick. And the terrible pick and Ole Miss only had one turn. Well, if you can't turn over if, if you kind of turn over on downs, I guess it evens out. But the only Turnover, turnover that Ole Miss had was the was the botched handoff by John Reese Plumley. Which <laughs> why are you handing off the ball, Plumley? I guess that's a question more for Rich Rod because he's designed a lot of those plays. Probably one thing that worries me about Plumley though is just the way he runs. Yeah, he's going to get hit. Yeah, he's going to get hit a lot. And, w- and with the, he is fast, but like he's you know he's not built like Cam Newton. Uh, no, he's, <laughs> he's, he's like, not very large. He's built like the guy behind me in this picture. What wearing a shark costume? The land, that's the yeah, land, land, land shark. shark. Yeah, the land no, shark I, went to the stands. I yeah, I got some quality How many different mascots. Do they have down there? They have the land sharks and they have the bears. Their official mascot now, right? And they're still no. The land sharks their official mascot. What happened to the bear? Did they get rid of it? I, th- I don't I don't know the land sharks. You know what I'm talking about with the bear because they they had the bear that like officially replaced the rebels. Uh, yeah, no. Then the land shark the rebels. Then the land shark replaced the bear. That was probably like the. <laughs> that was probably like the interim mascot before they landed on the land shark. Mizzou has had some pretty unsettling mascots visit this campus over the past five home games. When was the last time Western Kentucky came to Mizzou? Oh, 
Oh, can, not Big Red. And can we make it happen? Because I, I really, I don't know. Because I really want to see my lifetime. I really want to see Red Grimace. Who have we seen? We saw. How about Gritty? We saw the Mountaineer uh. of West Virginia. Poor guy. He was the standing out. Pretty cool. I, I standing like that. out in a full leather suit in ninety degree weather. Then Simo didn't leather, bring their it's buckskin. Buckskin, whatever. Simo didn't didn't bother to bring their mascot. I mean, South Carolina literally brings a rooster, and Cocky the Gamecock. <laughs> and then Troy brought a uh, the, the the Troy Trojan, which looks like a horribly copied and pasted Michigan State Spartan, as evidenced <laughs> by this picture. Looks like clip art. Oh boy, howdy! Yeah, that's that's pretty. That's I mean, pretty there are a lot of unsettling things to talk about when it comes to the Troy Trojan. How he has different colored arms than he has his face. Vanderbilt's mascot before they like revamped it was pretty awful. Yeah, Ooh. guy's got toenails. Ew. And in the middle of the first half, he changed and came back out of the tunnel wearing khaki pants and a sweater vest. No Jeez. explanation there. What was Delaware State's mascot? You know what it looked like? Uh, well, I guess that that was wow, that was 2016. I went way too far back here. I don't know, but the only Man, good mascot the only the only good mascot that routinely comes to Como is Uga. Cuz let's Shout be fair. Uga. They bring Uga like the live Uga to Como. Uga. Got in a fight with somebody, right? Yeah, Uga got in a fight with Bevo. No, not Bevo. This happened recently. Oh, no, no. Was that Mississippi, was Mississippi State. State's Bulldog? That was Bully. Yeah, no. Uh, some Auburn player almost hit Bully. Yeah. It, not on purpose. Not on right. purpose. Why would you ever hurt Bully? Why would you ever hurt a dog? What's wrong with that? I mean, yeah. Uga did attempt to bite an Auburn player back in the 1990s. <laughs> oh, but the Bevo one's the best. The Bevo one's the best because... What yeah, are let's you bring thinking? Up the, let's bring on the dog wearing all red and put him right in front of be- in front of a steer. Let's <laughs> see what happens. Seems like a good idea. Yeah, I mean, perfect. Poor Uga's a little chicken nugget out there. Oh, poor guy. Well, and and Bevo wouldn't, you know, he's a vegetarian, right? Bevo, uh, yeah. So just maybe, out here, out but there just like grazing. you gotta you gotta trust on turf, your, uh, I guess. But still, man, that makes that makes for some, for some tough beef, wouldn't it? Oh, my God, you wouldn't even know. Anyways, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about Mizzou's matchup against the 1-5 in five Vanderbilt Commodores. The 1-5 in five Vanderbilt Commodores that just lost to UNLV. That's right, folks. What? No way. They just lost to UNLV on Saturday. Well, we got to talk about that a little bit, plus get a little bit more in-depth on what Mizzou can expect against the Commodores. Probably won't be like a layup win. Something you probably shouldn't sleepwalk through, but don't expect too much. We'll be right back. for all of you sitting in the passenger seat. And apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable, but how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? 
Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Beep. You reached KCLU. Please leave a message. Thank you. I am from Drumheller, Canada. Uh, I took part in recording a funny song, a parody of Tom Jones' song, Delilah. Uh, it's funny because it's about a bowl of pasta. It's called lasagna. I'm wondering if I could send you an MP3 of it. Um, could you please get back to me? My number is called lasagna. This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat. And apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable. But how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Can I get a hot take for a KCOU bumper? KCOU 88.1 FM, Columbia, Missouri. Hakuna Matata. What a wonderful phrase. Hakuna Matata. Ain't no peasant craze. It means no worries for the rest of your days. It's our problem free. Disney copyright <laughs> What's up, guys? This is what happens when uh, Zach G. Of pinstripes and checkerboards leaves his old flash drive laying around the stadium. <laughs> and this thing is stadium around the station. This thing's probably four years old at least. Dang, that's a relic. Why? It's probably when worth a he lot. was a young warthog. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Wait, are we on? Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> Sir, I've been watching a video of my dog chewing on a bone for a past like minute and a half. All right, I think that Chris has something he wants to say. Yeah, that's right. Please. Welcome back to Salute Your Sports, everybody. I'm Chris Mitchell. Zach Berman's looking at his dog. James Stanley running the boards. Let's talk about Mizzou football because Mizzou football is on KCLU 88.1 FM this week as the Tigers travel to Nashville to take on the Vanderbilt Commodores in an SEC clash. Tiger pregame live presented by El Rancho begins at 2.30 and kickoff is set for 3 p.m. right here on KCLU 88.1 FM and KCLU.FM. KCOU is the proletariat voice of the Missouri Tigers. Don't you forget it. Let's talk about Vandy. They lost to UNLV, which is something I feel like we broached before the break, but it's something we have to talk about again because... They bro, lost to UNLV. Bro, they lost to UNLV. Not just lost, they lost bad. Yeah, let me bring up the box score. What, 34-10? Is that final score? Yeah. Something like that. Anyways. Man. Man, oh, man. Um, I think this is at this is at home, even. This wasn't even, like, a weird road game. Hey, get this. Vanderbilt put up more points on number two LSU than what they did on UNLV. Was the game in Las Vegas? or <laughs> No. Nope. No, it was in Nashville. It was in Nashville. Both games. Bruh. Man. Rarf. Well, if you, let's, be, let's be real here. Man, uh, how long ago was it James Franklin there? There's one thing... And one thing only that comes to mind when I think of Vandy 
And it was that one player trash-talking Alabama. Oh, as, as is your one, I suppose, when you're in the SEC. Got to throw some shots at Bama. He said, you're next, Bama. And yeah, Bama was next. And the next weekend, they beat him 59 to nothing. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so let's talk about Vanderbilt's defense real quick. Um, it's not good. It's very bad. I'm going to read off some positive stats real quick. Uh, the Vanderbilt defense ranks 37th in power success rate, a.k.a. stopping first downs on third slash fourth and short, stopping touchdowns in goal-to-go situations, 61st in line yards per carry on passing downs, and 72nd in, limited, in limiting explosive plays in passing down situations. Every other state you can think of, they rank 92nd or worse in the country. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. So, Oof. situationally, they're pretty good at stopping third down conversions. They're like 15th in the nation in like third and short, 54th and third and medium, 45th and third and long. But here's the thing, though. The Tigers, pretty good at converting on third downs, considering Ole Miss, especially if they sort of stayed ahead of the chains. Weren't so many, you know, passing down situations. So th- if they can take away the one strength that Vanderbilt has, which is sort of, I don't know, keeping you regular in those situations, um, oh, boy, <laughs> Vanderbilt's going to have some problems <laughs> just, like, doing anything on the defensive side of the ball. Boy, howdy. Uh, anyways, I feel like we should also mention that Vanderbilt's 1-5. and five. And who have they played so far this year, James? Oh, man. It's, uh, let's see, lost to LSU. For their SEC opener, I thought that was Georgia. Oh no, pardon me. Yeah, Georgia, thirty to six at. Which? Vanderbilt. Why are you scheduling Georgia for your home slash SEC opener? Their their only because win is against, against is against Northern Illinois. That's their only one. Twenty four eighteen back on uh, September twenty eighth. I was within a touchdown too. Whoa. Yeah, Ole Miss smoked them thirty one six. UNLV thirty four ten. Hey, at least they got Eastern Tennessee State on. November 23rd, they can have two wins. Hey, man. Yeah, that's or a good. three wins against Tennessee. <laughs> man, if Vanderbilt beats Tennessee, uh, what do you even do if you're Tennessee? Do you just fire Jeremy Pruitt on the spot? How what many do you- coaches have they gone through since since Missouri's joined the SEC? Three? Four? Wow. Uh, that's not a question for me. That's a question for Google. Oh, and then uh, Tennessee's at Alabama, <laughs> Alabama this Saturday. Oh, well, uh, Bama finally got their Yikes. night game. Uh, just tape the windows, man. It's a hurricane. Anyways, also worth noting that Vanderbilt special team unit ranks 15th in the country. They got some solid. What, in 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 net punting yards? I'm not talking about yards per they punt. Have a, they have a very good punter. And, uh, What's the averaging per kick? Uh, Shoot. Let me find out. Well, you know why I asked the difference, right? Right. Um, let's see. Because if it's net punting yards, they'll probably have a lot of three and outs. Uh, I think he's. I think Harrison Smith is averaging 44 and a half y- oh, yards per punt off of 38 punts, four touchbacks, nine fair catches. Well, that's not terrible. No. Not too bad at all. Uh, Every cloud see. has a silver lining. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see. Justice Shelton Mosley, their sort of return specialist, averaging about 18 yards per their 11 returns. Uh, also had four fair catches, averaging 9.7 yards per six uh, punt returns, I think. So, yeah. Here's the thing. Uh, Mizzou special teams is something 
that I've noticed, a few other people have noticed, uh, could use some a little bit of tinkering. <laughs> if hey, if that's the only thing that needs fixing at this point, considering where this program was in previous years. Oh or yeah, no kidding. In Wyoming. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, either or. Um, yeah. <laughs> this is a good tune-up game. Ole Miss is a tough opponent. Kentucky has given Mizzou fits in past years. This on the other hand, you, you go in there too comfortable. It's on Vanderbilt's home turf. And one thing that I worry about is Missouri going on the road. Vanderbilt also we saw has what zero when Missouri had a southern road game. Yeah, well, Vandy also has zero home field advantage. That is true. So, anyways, um, <laughs> here's the thing: Vanderbilt's offense is ranked 76 in the nation right now. Which, I mean, if you looked at the output and also like the quality of opponents they faced. That's kind of obvious. I guess the I guess the outliers against UNLV. But it's the Southeastern Conference. Vanderbilt's not going to finish only two wins on the year. Yeah, they're probably gonna, not. They're, they're going to win maybe three, maybe four. And, and one of those all, could very well be against Mizzou. Oh, all the takes is one team to go in there just, you know, a little too uppity. Yeah. The quarterback, Riley Neal, completing 59.2% of his passes. He's not good. 102 yards, four touchdowns, three picks. He also got Deuce Wallace. Uh, 59 attempts, 25 completions, 42.4% completion rate, 187 yards, one pick, 2.9 yards per attempt. <laughs> Man, these quarterbacks are uh, not great. Passing down success rate, um, 124th in the nation. And also dead <laughs> Wait a minute, that's not true. It's worse than that. They're dead last in the nation, 130th in passing down success rate. Which, wow. oof. I mean, I guess the only silver lining, if you could find one, I guess Keyshawn Vaughn, because that dude, he's a beast. He but, was pretty good last year. But what are the what are the keys for for Missouri besides you know coming in with uh with you know with with treating Vanderbilt as the same as any other opponent? Um, well, really, I guess, shoot, if I were Mizzou, I just, I don't know, keep Vanderbilt in front of you. They probably won't do anything crazy. And on defense, just sort of, I don't know, keep them off kilter, I suppose. They're pretty good in third down situations, but I don't know. Just exert your will, Mizzou. It should be fine. You got enough skill position players to sort of, I don't know, keep them off kilter. Because in any other situation... I guess you could really just avoid third downs because it's one of those things where it's entirely possible that Mizzou only converts on like, I don't know, four of like single digit third down conversion attempts and still win solidly because you can just get everything done in first and de- first and second down situations, really. I would so, say maybe maybe try some try some deep connections with uh, with Vance or Nance and uh, and Bryant. Yeah, that's the other thing, too. Uh Kelly Bryant really doesn't have, like, a solid, perfect, like, number one go-to wide receiver per se. I think it is Nance. It could be Nance. He's also the most experienced yeah. on the team. But so what I mean is Kelly Bryant is, is very good at, you know, distributing the rock via pass, via run. It doesn't really matter who you are. You're probably going to get a fair number of catches for a fair amount of yards. If you're Jalen Knox, Cam Scott, Jonathan Johnson. Jonathan Johnson, who had himself a pretty darn good game Last week as well. Could be a prominent factor in this game, too. Jonathan Nance, of course, being that vet presence. Solid connection right there. And then after that, Mizzou's schedule is... Who else they got? Kentucky. They got Kentucky next, which... Then on the road. At Georgia. 
Open at Georgia. That then Kentucky have- game has been scheduled for prime times. So there is that. Ooh, nice time game. Then after that, you got, shoot. Florida. Florida at home. And Tennessee at home. And then Arkansas. Uh, here's the thing. I don't want to be, like, too pessimistic right now because I think Mizzou football is the best it's probably ever been as long as Barry Odom's been head coach. But I could definitely see Mizzou, shoot, coming out positive on the end of this road trip, coming out positive at the end of the year. Oh, yeah. If they, if, they, if they go two and three on this road trip and then – even out of the last six games, they go five and one. They're one in the SEC East. Yeah, that's that's they, the crazy they will thing. have it in pocket. Yeah, just absolutely. Because because there's no way there's no way Georgia comes out smelling like roses. Georgia, I believe, sealed their fate once they lost South Carolina. Yeah, because even if even if they beat Missouri. Yeah, because then cause it's you're a, probably not going to go on the road in you know uh, over in Auburn and you know beat them. Or at least have an easy time with them. Yeah, here's yeah, that's the thing. That's like the one game that I guess Georgia couldn't really afford to lose, but happened anyway. Don't well, know what we else to been, say. I mean, we've been waiting. This college football season has been lacking chaos, and we had been really waiting for that first. It's Missouri's bread and butter. Yeah, a shoot a fall. Just everything the happening. First domino. Else. And which unbeaten team, which top five team, was going to be the first to really get caught napping and it was Georgia. So who's next? Who's next? Shoot. Clemson. Oregon. Clemson plays nobody. Oregon already lost a game and they're not going to lose again. I guess that's true. Hey, man, don't they got to go to Tempe? Or do they host Arizona Do they State? have to go to Tempe? I should know this. I mean... <laughs> yeah, you're the Oregon fan. Yeah, but it's... It's Washington hate week, buddy. Oh, True. True. Gotta save your energy for Washington. Yeah. Washington. Anyways. Oregon's next two weeks are Washington and Washington State. Then USC, they're okay. That that's winnable. Mm. They're off week eleven. Man, <laughs> I just realized Arizona oh, I- comes to Eugene and then they finish off. Oh, they do have to go to Tempe. Oh boy. But uh, the the one outlier we're not looking at here is uh the NCAA. Oh, true. Man, it's all this yeah. could come cr- crashing down like a house of cards. Yeah, it's entirely possible. At any given moment. <laughs> congratulations, SEC. You're uh, your SEC East <laughs> champion. <laughs> Georgia wins on a technicality. Nah, why should be like, I don't know, Kentucky South Carolina. <laughs> South Carolina gets to go in and get steamrolled by Alabama or LSU in Atlanta. Hey man, if Florida beats Georgia somehow. And then loses to Mizzou. Wouldn't that put them in the driver's seat for second place spot? Ugh. I don't Let's know. Let's just enjoy Maybe. it while it lasts. Yeah, I'll take it right now. And with that, we're going to cut it to a quick break. Uh, let's see. When we come back, got some hoops news to talk about because we got a got a little bit of uh, some preseason rankings for y'all to wax about. And they ain't pretty. Ain't pretty. We can talk about how right or wrong they are. But anyways, when we come back, that's some more Solution Sports content for you. I'm Chris Mitchell with James Stanley, Zach Berman. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Make sure to start your week off right by listening to General Emission on KCOU 88.1 FM from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. every Monday morning. I think he's wrong, though. You're, it's a you're heartless agreeing move. and disagreeing There's, on the same topic. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm not disagreeing that it wasn't a smart move. I'm just not disagreeing with Anthony Davis's dad either. 
Once again, that's General Admission from 8 to 9 a.m. on KCOU 88.1 FM for the latest updates from the MLB, NFL, NBA, and the NCAA. Ranger Station. I'd like to report a bear hug. Okay. I put out my campfire and Smokey Bear hugged me. So you drowned the fire, you stirred it, drowned it again, and felt that it was cold? Uh-huh. Yeah, but he's just letting you know you did good. Bear hug from Smokey Bear. Status update. I'm gonna let you go now. There are many ways to start a fire, but one sure way to put it out. Learn how you can do your part at SmokeyBear.com. Sponsored by the U.S. Forest Service Ad Council and your state forester. Looking for something that smashes sports content and video game content together into one big late-night radio sandwich? Listen to Quarter Circle Backboard, a show in which your boy Chris Mitchell brings you the latest and hottest in sports news that you like and video game news that I like every Friday night at 11 p.m. on KCOU. I talk about everything from football to basketball to Street Fighter to Fallout to you name it. Is the worst thing up past your bedtime? Tune in and find out. Welcome back, everybody, to Sell Your Sports. I'm here, James Stanley on the boards, Zach Berman over there getting his or not set up. Before we do that, I want to give a quick shout out to the man, the myth, the legend, the god, the goat, Max Scherzer. Washington Nationals pitcher going to the World Series. Where they shall await whoever makes it out alive in the AL. That's, that's going to be a doozy of a uh, game this is, tonight. This is the best case scenario for the Nationals, isn't it? Yeah. They could go seven <laughs> well, games. They probably will go seven games. Yeah, man. Oh, boy. You want to talk about uh, starting rotation like playoff pitching? Whew. Nationals got it. And in no short part, thanks to Max Scherzer. I, I'm shocked that they Scherzer, Strasburg, Corbin. Here's That's the, pretty good. Here's the thing. When you start out like 19 and like 32 or whatever, and then you make it all the way to the playoffs, at that point, you kind of solidified your spot as like the team of destiny. Without Bryce Harper. Without Bryce Harper. It was, and it was his birthday when they clinched. What was, are all these these old Minnesota twins doing on, uh, on the Nationals, by the way? Kurt Suzuki. Yep. Who else? Uh, Brian Dosher. Although he was a good, he was a good find for them. Yeah, really good find. And, and also out of the AL Central, uh, Adam Eaton, right? Yeah, he's he their played for fielder. Chicago for a little then, bit. Then, not to mention Howie Kendrick, but yeah, Howie Kendrick, brief. legend. <laughs> but yeah, right now Nationals are essentially the team, the go-to team of destiny, especially for like the funky, weird way they got. Well, I guess their schedule was pretty easy this year, but nonetheless, extreme Capitals vibes I'm getting. Man, I wonder why that is. First time, what, since 1933? A World Series is going back to uh, D.C.? To DC. Man, that sounds right, I feel like. How many different franchise? Because that, was that the first inception of the uh, Senators? I believe it was. Maybe. Uh, you're more Yeah, I think it was. I think it was the first version of the Senators. Then they had the second version, which became the Expos, right? Or uh, no, no, no. They No, the Senators moved to Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota, that's right. became the Twins. Then the Expos uh, became the Nationals. Right. Dang. Could you imagine the Expos in the World Series right now? Breaking news from Dan Clark Sports. Uh, Bryce Harper will be wearing his Las Vegas Aviators minor league baseball jersey next week while watching the World Series from his couch. 
dang. Oh man, I thought you had something relevant. Oh no. <laughs> that sounded like one of those like parody sports accounts. So anyway, shout out to you, Max Scherzer. You're cool. Uh, let's talk about some college basketball preseason rankings. Mizzou, for the most part. It's not good. Yeah, your pundits aren't huge fans of the Tigers right now, which I guess there's reason to believe or not to sell super high on Mizzou right now. Of course, because, uh, you know. It's Mizzou. Yeah, it's Mizzou. Conzo Martin, good recruiter, coaching and practice. Not great. Not super optimal. Still a step up from Kim Anderson. That is true. John Tay Porter, not around either. Michael good. Porter. Not Finally around. looking good. <laughs> actually playing some, actually getting some reps in uh, preseason basketball. Uh, looks fine. Looks efficient. Guess, but I, I guess we can like wait and see how long I that I still holds. have not washed the taste out of that LSU game from my mouth. Yeah. Talk about bad taste in your mouth. How about the Chiefs the last two weeks? Oh, uh, gosh. Well, I... <laughs> I'll get to, I'll get to a really bad taste in my mouth. Did that grievances, but oh what? Uh, Patrick Mahomes magic crunch? Oh no! <laughs> this is much slimy much, frosted flakes. Much yeah. more They're meaningful. More than good. They're slimy, and something that I've prepared so I make sure I do it without profanity. Because oh, what I'm, is that? An orna? Is it yes, orna? but. Yeah, we'll get to that first before I start ripping on my <laughs> beloved you. New Jersey Devils. Okay. So. See, I won last week, right? You won last week. I want the ball. He wants, you want, want the, the ball? ball it up first. And you're going to score? All right. This edition of Orna will be. Is this person a Vanderbilt alum? Or not. Interesting. I don't know any Vanderbilt alumni, so. Yeah, this is going to be. Cornelius Vanderbilt. <laughs> All right. Who wants to go first? Oh, James I, just, I already first. said yeah, I want the ball. Give me the ball. He's taking the ball up the court first. All right, James. He won the tip off. The uh, greatest see, like, quarterback in NFL history. See, like, bring, uh, I feel like the Harlem Globetrotters music should be playing right now if you're going to defend And lover of all things tobacco products is Smoking Jay Cutler, a Vanderbilt alum. No. You are wrong. The greatest quarterback in Commodore history, Jay Cutler. Oh, I that's did a, not know that's that. a dark sentence. University of Vanderbilt or Vanderbilt University or Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt College, whatever. All righty. <laughs> Today in class, someone was writing a letter in lecture and they called Mizzou Mizzou College. <laughs> I'll start doing that now. Not only is, you know, because it's officially called the University of Missouri. Yeah. Mizzou is the athletic program. Mizzou College. Yeah. That's so bad. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, Chris. Chris, Your time to shine. Let's go. Who we got? Is one of the greatest actors of our time. Owen Wilson. Is he an alum of Vanderbilt? Uh, No. You are correct. He went to USC, didn't he? No, he went to Texas. That's right. Wow. Wow. So wow. Matthew McConaughey. Kiss the fire, son. All right, James. Can you imagine them <laughs> calling plays. Is Bill <laughs> Belichick an alum? No. Of Vanderbilt. You are correct, but he is born and raised Nashville. That's cool. Bet you didn't know that. Is that where he learned how to cheat? Yeah. Maybe. All right. 
next up, Chris. Yeah. Is. Wait for it. Mac Brown, a oh, Vanderbilt wow. alum. Uh, I'm going to say yes. Yes, he is. Act like you know. Da, 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 yeah, well, you do know. Okay. Moving on. Chris has the lead. Let's stick in the realm of sports. Walker Bueller of the Los Angeles Dodgers. Is he a Vanderbilt? I'm going with yes. Yes, he is. Perfect. Tied 2 2. That's right. Bottom of the third. Need to score a point here. Yeah, you do need to score a point. Is perennial postseason choker until recently, David Price, an alum of Vanderbilt. Wow. Uh, No. He is. What? Shoot. Oh, you got that wrong, buddy. Oh, dear. Wow. 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 So where are we well, at? Well, I guess has a pretty good baseball team, so. We're, wait, where are we at right now? We're tied 2-2. Two, uh, two. Top right. of the fourth. Top of the fourth. Okay, Francisco. All right. <laughs> James. Zach. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, Zach. Jeez, there are no good football alums. I wonder why. <laughs> It's surprise, a mystery. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Let's go with another baseball name that I don't exactly love. Failed Yankee, revived Red, Sonny Gray. See a Vanderbilt alum. I think he is. He is. Yes, he, he is. Shoot. Turn up the heat. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can feel it. Oh. Hey, bring that fan over here. Bring that fan Ooh. over here. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Why here. is my computer... Oh, computer. Phone. Come why on, is my phone Meister. freezing? Oh, my gosh. That's why you always got to put, like, the list of the names you want into, like, a notes app. Yeah. Rookie. Yeah. See, this is the problem. When he wins so often, he doesn't have to create the list himself. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, my hey, word. the good news is that Bergmeister doesn't have to do it next week. So how about how about them Chiefs tonight, Chris? What are, you have some plans? Um, I got I got work tonight, uh, so I can't really watch the wait, game. Wait, wait. If they could keep Patrick Mahomes upright, which I feel like they should because Bradley Chubb's out. And, of course, you got Mitch Schwartz taking care of Von Miller, which he usually does. They got four corners hurt, so Broncos do. So Chiefs should be okay, I think. Eric Fisher, ever since he went down, that's been yeah. It's never, funny. He's never all, would I have thought that that an offensive lineman, you know, first round draft pick offensive lineman, would be such a big loss. Yeah, like he was, and he's been the goat for so long. Of the and you, you all take right, it for I got one. Yeah, Taylor Swift. She from? Is she, is she an alum of Vanderbilt? No. Correct, but she is a Nashville native. I thought she was from Philly. Oh no, she. I think she lives in Nashville. I don't know why that's coming up that way. Well, she probably does live in Nashville. She's in yeah. a country music career that started yeah. with Brad Paisley. Shout out Brad Paisley. Are we shouting out Brad Paisley? We are shouting out Brad Paisley. Okay. Is he a Vanderbilt alum? Is Brad Paisley a Vanderbilt alum? Uh, no. Yeah, no, he's not. Wait, does that actually count? <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> why not? Grimace. I came up with the question and I got to answer it. Oh, well, where are we score? at? Three, three. To be, three? Fa- to be, to be 
be fair, you no, didn't I think know the answer. Four three. Four three? Actually, I did not know the answer. I was, I was a 50-50 guess. I was thinking the last <laughs> second. He probably. Oh, you are gonna goal. hate me for this one. That's three to Is, three because I had to score that yeah, one to three, like, three. keep okay. it tied up. One of the greatest all-time sports TV hosts, Skip Bayless of Vanderbilt alum. Chris, it's your, it's your turn. I just is answered. it my turn? Yes. Oh, I don't shoot. Know you're yes. staring at me. Yes, Skip Payless is a Vanderbilt alum. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought it was James's turn. I was trying to give him the poker face. All right, 4 3. All right. The creator of an inconvenient truth, failed president, presidential nominee. Michael Moore. And. <laughs> he didn't make that. He made Blake the, the only Columbine. human being that can oh, claim Al, Al to Gore. see man, bear, pig. I, Al Gore. I, I just confused an inconvenient truth with Fahrenheit 9-11. No, an inconvenient truth is Al Gore. Al Gore? No, he's not a Vanderbilt. He is. Oh, my goodness. Well, this can really put you in the driver's seat. So it's 4-4 now, I think. Yeah. Because you no, got you, your you Brad Paisley one. That got you to 4. Then I got mine. They got oh, me okay. to 4. The current governor of Texas, Greg Abbott. Is he a Vanderbilt alum? Uh, no. Yes, he is. All right. For the lead, one of the major country singers of today's generation is Dirks Bentley, Vanderbilt alum. Yes. Yes, he is. Dang. And this is for you. If you don't get it... James will have a chance to walk it off. Or just close it out. Famed Atlanta Brave Dansby Swanson. Yes. Yes, he is. Uh, You and I knew that one. All right. You want to walk this off, Chris? Or James? I feel like I'd have to walk this off because I'm the bottom. Yeah, he's at the bottom. Chris Stapleton, we're staying in the country realm. Uh, no. He is. Mm. All right. here's Here's my time to shine. I got this. I can do this. Texas Rangers legend Mike Miner. Yes. Congratulations. Yeah, Royals legend Mike Miner. He also played for the Royals for a little bit. How many of those answers were yes? Not uh, many, actually. Not many. Yeah, there were a lot that I kept, like you know, under wraps. So, so what? So what? So what? Chris wins. Yeah, yep. Chris wins. Oh man. <laughs> Sorry, pal. You know <sighs> what it is. Uh, Anyways. I'm going to get you back for this, Bergmeister. Oh, I know you will. Does that mean it's time for uh, airing of grievances? Yeah, it does. Zach Berman or Naw? Uh, All righty. So, I feel like... I feel actually, like... Actually, kick up the audio cue. Let's hear it. Alabama! <laughs> I think Vanderbilt might only... Oh, jeez. With the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now, you're going to hear about it. That's right. Okay. Let's start with Berman. And then take it to me. You take it to James. I am very angry and very passionate about this. My beloved New Jersey Devils. The most hyped team in the NHL this year. Champions of the offseason. 0-6 0-6 out of the gate. Oof. They have blown two three-goal leads at home and lost both those games in a span of a week and a half. Shoot. Their opening their opening game, 
They were up four zip to Winnipeg and blew that. Lost in a shootout. The coach, John Hines, his system doesn't work. He's got to go. We've known this for years. And the GM, Ray Shiro, guess what? He got fired from his last job because he was too loyal to Dan Bilesma in Pittsburgh. That got him fired. And you know what? If Ray Shiro is too afraid to pull the plug on John Hines and take Shiro with him. Because this team ain't going nowhere. And it kills me to say it, but the Devils might need to blow it up all over again. Dang. Coyotes all are like 2-2-1. Two, two all of that without profanity. Not easy. Coyotes, anyways. My grievance is... Okay, so what SB Nation does for every team is their fans sort of like rate, like, uh, I guess, how they're feeling. I forget what the meter's called. Enthusiasm, whatever optimism rankings or whatever and Chiefs fans were at 100% most of the season dropped down to 50 against the Colts, Colts game and then dropped down a lot more than the Texans game which fair that's two back-to-back home games you missed but outside of that I feel like you have to put into perspective that not only is your best defensive player hurt it'll probably be hurt for a little bit longer um, one of your best offensive linemen is also hurt Sammy Watkins also hurt one of the two guys you need on that offense to like create separation for homes to make those plays. Who? Oh, oh yeah. Also hurt his ankle. You want to hear something? I think the Patriots might be the best team in the AFC again. What? I know. It's a That's crazy. Tough concept. Anyway. Byron agreements. Well, yeah, mine's sure. in the playoff years. Mine's going with the entire Chiefs defense. Yeah. My goodness. Can't Wait. make. Can, can, Calling know, that I, a defense is a strong term. That's not true. Their uh, secondary is pretty good. And you told me that Frank Clark was an improvement over D Ford. Do you have a uh, do you have a scoring prediction for tonight, Chris? The Broncos. Uh, I think I think it's 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 the Thursday night game with all the energy. I think Patrick Mahomes will do something crazy. Twenty four seventeen. Advantage Chiefs. Yeah, so I'd, I'd say about that. It'd be yeah. one score game. Mm-hmm. Folks, just watch the Yankees tonight. Don't watch the Yankees. Please watch the Yankees. But cheer for the Astros. Yeah. No, no. Cheer for no. the Astros. Anyways, my whole thing is like, put it in perspective. Come on, man. Everyone's hurt. Let's talk about this again in like December and January when presumably Eric everyone. Fisher's back. Yeah. When everyone else is healthy. I don't know. Got to play the Bears, Patriots, all that. Uh, full read might be coming early this year, buddy. Nah. Anyways, up next, we got the Pulse. For everyone here, I'm Chris Mitchell, James Stanley on the boards, Zach Berman over yonder. Have a good night, y'all.